The school got damaged and the eastern building was completely destroyed. We're busy working hard to put food on the table, so we can't afford to send them to school. When natural disaster hits, lives are overturned. The UN says Cyclone Mocha left 1.6 million people in urgent need of assistance in Rakhine, Chin and Kachin states and Zagaing and Magui regions. If basic survival is at stake, education may seem less of a priority, but falling behind in school has long-term impacts on children's futures. Hello and welcome to Doathan, a weekly podcast that brings you human rights stories from Myanmar. It's brought to you by Fondacion Hirondel. This episode is produced by a Doathan freelance journalist. Names may have been changed to protect contributors. Seeing the students in their white and green school uniforms fills Do Utin Mia with sadness. She sees her own grandchildren playing on the ground near the shelter and watching their friends coming back from school. They haven't been to school since term started on 1st of June. Cyclone Mocha completely disrupted their lives. Every house is broken and leaking. Some kids go to school while others don't. It's really confusing. Education has become so difficult. You know, money is the main thing when it comes to learning, no matter where you are. And the thing is, there's no charity around here. I can't send the kids to any charity schools. Do Utinmya is a 56-year-old mother and grandmother whose life was already insecure. Her family fled their home in Pauktau Pien village, Mrao'u township, four years ago due to fierce fighting between the Tatmadaw and the Arakan army. They've been living in the Myo'u-Gaung IDP camp since then. On 14th of May, Cyclone Mocha hit Myanmar, unleashing wind speeds of up to 250 kilometers per hour. Their huts were badly damaged. Do Utin Mia now shares a small shelter with eight other people, her sister's family of three, as well as her two daughters, a son-in-law and two grandchildren. They're in a desperate struggle for survival, which means they can't afford the cost of transport and materials to enable the children to go to school. I can't buy bicycles for the children to go to school. We're busy working hard to put food on the table, so we can't afford to send them to school. I kindly ask for help with books and bags. No matter how tough it is to attend school, I don't want them to miss out. Those who have the means can easily send their kids to school. I worry that children whose parents can't afford it will be left behind. Rakhine State bore the brunt of Cyclone Mocha in Myanmar. The Arakan army says at least 146 people were killed in the storm, though the figure may be higher. And the AA also estimated that more than 200,000 homes were destroyed. Hundreds of schools were also damaged or destroyed. Ukhla Thane, the spokesperson for the Rakhine State military government, said that at least 1,300 basic education schools had been damaged. But by the end of June, he claimed that authorities had repaired 788 schools. Some children in affected areas have gone back to school, crammed into whatever spaces were spared by the cyclone's destruction, until it rains, when some buildings which lost roofs in the storm become useless. 
Dorthenthante has four school-aged children. Her family lives in Jauksaik village, Ponnajun township, and her house was damaged by the cyclone. But she says she's determined to send her children to school anyway. The youngest one is only in kindergarten, but they walk half an hour every day to their broken school. The school got damaged and the eastern building was completely destroyed. The children have to go to school separately now because there aren't enough school facilities available. This makes it quite challenging for them to go to school. There's been criticism that schools were reopened prematurely in Rakhine State without adequate preparations, merely for display purposes. Ula Thain also boasted in late June that almost all children in Rakhine were back at school. This seems unlikely given the circumstances. It's difficult to know the actual number of students attending school across Rakhine, but Masu, a middle school teacher in Minbya, says only half of her students are turning up to classes. She's worried about how this disruption and hardship will impact the children's learning. Only 50 students out of 100 were able to attend school as their houses were damaged in the cyclone. They lost their school uniforms, raincoats and umbrellas in the cyclone. Their parents are facing difficulties in rebuilding their houses and are unable to buy new items for their children. If they don't receive the necessary learning materials and if the recovery process is delayed, I am concerned that the children may fall behind in their academic year. Children in Rakhine State, like children in other states across the country, already face educational challenges due to ongoing conflicts and the impact of COVID-19. But after the military coup, unlike other regions, there have still been high attendance numbers in Rakhine, until recently. There is further disruption looming thanks to Cyclone Mocha. New curricula have been introduced for schools, but teachers from the cyclone-affected areas were unable to attend the training sessions. Among them, Masu. I'll just talk about grade 9. 70% of the textbook is from the new curriculum, and the remaining 30% is from the old curriculum. In the current curriculum, in grade 9 English, there are new lessons. Maths and science are combined, unlike in the previous curriculum. It's very difficult when we didn't have the curriculum training. Now we are teaching without a proper plan or guidelines. Despite having missed out on the relevant training, teachers have to carry on as best they can. And it's students who will feel the impact of that too. Rakhine State has long suffered from a lack of development, and that was reflected in the relatively low pass rates of matriculation exams. Pass rates were improving in recent years, but former education officer Uang Than Mint is concerned for the grade 12s who will take their exam this year. For the 2024 exam, with the upgrade of the grade 12 curriculum, incomplete schools, lack of teacher training and inadequate textbooks, it is a serious situation. Falling behind in education for a year can have significant effects. The United Nations Development Programme says Cyclone Mocha affected about half the population of Rakhine State and flooded more than a thousand square kilometers of land. 
The recovery process will take years, particularly since the military regime has so far denied access to the UN and other international humanitarian organisations. Do Utin Mia, like many mothers, hopes for aid and assistance to enable her grandchildren to resume their education once again. The children are in a pathetic state. They cry and plead to go to school. If it's possible, I would appeal to people to help these children return to school. Please assist them. I don't want these bright and talented children to fall behind this year. Please help them. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Dothan. You can listen to our podcast via the Dothan Facebook page. It can also be found on SoundCloud, YouTube and iTunes. You can also listen every Saturday night from 9 to 10 p.m. and Sunday morning from 6 to 7 a.m. on Voice of America Radio. The project to support human rights reporting is delivered by Fondation Hirondelle and it's made with the support of our donors.